Hello, everyone. You're listening to Slapdash, the podcast about history, art, science, and everything else. We're your hosts, Jason Creekmore and Shannon Deaton. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we will be discussing a topic that everyone loves, candy bars. Sitting across from me is the president and CEO of Deaton Candies Incorporated, <laughs> Shannon Deaton. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. Uh, that that kind of puts me in mind of like Willy Wonka. Like I should be sitting here with a purple top hat, nice. With a cane. Yeah, a there. cane. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy That's Wonka. Right. Shannon, everyone loves candy bars. And, and anytime people love something, that is a good opportunity to implement a poll and ask them Which are their favorites? So that is what we did. And Shannon, the people have spoken. I give you the top 20 candy bars as voted on by Slapdash listeners. Number 20, Mr. Good Bar. Mr. Good Bar was first introduced in 1925 by the Hershey Company, but at first, Milton Hershey did not want the Hershey name on a candy bar with peanuts. So Mr. Good Bar was made by the quote-unquote Chocolate Sales Corporation, which is really owned by Hershey, but they just didn't want the Hershey name on there. So it was first produced under the Chocolate Sales Corporation uh, because Hershey wanted to see how sales went before actually adding the Hershey name. And I actually bought a Mr. Good Bar today in preparation I for I saw this. you post this on Facebook. I now, did. What did you think about it? Did you eat it? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually bought a Reese's, a Hershey's, and a Mr. Good Bar. Okay. And my family and I, we just sort of split it. But I was hoping to get the Mr. Good Bar. Right. And I like Mr. Good Bar. I think it's a little bit, I mean, uh, underrated. It's just chocolate. It's a it's it's a little bit of chocolate, a little bit more probably peanut. But that that's it's an underrated candy bar. I like Mr. Good Bar. You know, the, the only place I know Mr. Good Bar from is from like Halloween treats. You know how they have those bite-sized, fun-sized oh, yeah. candies, and yeah. there's like Hershey, there's Crackle, I think oh, yeah. is the name of one of them. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, there's Mr. Mr. Good, Good Bar. Bar. I didn't realize until you posted that picture that Mr. Good Bar <laughs> was, seen was a full-sized <laughs> candy bar. No, I never had. So where, where did you get that? I got that at the Greater uh, Metropolitan uh, Dollar General in Whitley City, Kentucky. <laughs> That's where I got it at today. But no, I really did. And it was good. We sat there, and I, I came in, and of course, I, I, you know, I arranged those candy bars on my kitchen table and yeah. i took a picture of them and you know i looked over and mindy's like what are you doing <laughs> and i was like this is serious work and research you know that's right trying to get to the bottom so, so what right. makes mr good bar mr good bar. mr good bar yeah. perfect combination of chocolate and 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 peanuts okay. it's just good consistency sure. it's it's just just enough chocolate to kind of give you that chocolatey you know taste that you want but still a lot of peanuts but to me uh the yellow packaging is what sort of pops pops it does. off you don't see that a lot no you see a lot of like red or or uh, kind of dark colors right. or those type of things, uh, orange. But the uh, the bright yellow, how it just pops off. It, to me, when you when you look at a candy shelf, you quickly see Mister Mister Goodbar and notice that. So it comes in at number twenty, but. I want to say it would make my top fifteen, Shannon. In your heart, in my heart, I'm, I'm going to give it. I don't. I don't know what order exactly, what number, but I would put it in the top fifteen. It's an underrated candy bar. Number nineteen zero. So Zero Bar was invented by the Hollywood Candy Company in not Hollywood, California, but Hollywood, Minnesota in 1912. It was originally introduced as the Double Zero Bar, and the name was changed to Zero in 1934. And this is one of the only candy bars I know of that's white. H- have you eaten a Zero Bar? I have never eaten a Zero Bar. Ever? Really? Ever. Nope. All, cause it has like a silver packaging, right? It does. It's or silver, gray kind of. Yeah. like the white lettering. It says Zero. Right. And 
Yeah. Th- that's another one that sort of pops off the shelf, you know, when you look at it. But I have never, ever had a zero bar. Man, you're, you're going to have to try it for a long time in my adolescence, Jason. Zero bar was just the only candy bar. So what is that it? I knew about it, Well, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was gonna say, <laughs> but there, it's there, good. There's a piece of heaven in there. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's like there's like caramel. There's nougat. I, have, I, I guess it's like white chocolate. Um, I always thought of it as like the inverse of Snickers, you know, uh, because it's relatively like the same size. Okay. And yeah. I it, see it's kind of got that white chocolate outer coating to it. Um, but do you have any idea why it's called the zero bar? I have no idea. <laughs> this is kind of silly. Uh, it was suggested that the name zero implied that the candy bar was, quote, cool, as in low in temperature. So like zero degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's got a Gordy, right? <laughs> What what year was that? <laughs> oh, this was uh, the the 1912s. Oh, okay, all right. 1912s isn't plural, right? It's just one year. <laughs> I know what you mean. This is a cool candy bar. This is a cool candy bar. It's zero. Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna have to try it. It's, it's uh, worth a. I will. It's worth a bite for sure. Number eighteen, crackle. Crackle was produced by the Hershey Company in 1938, and it features crispy rice coated with milk chocolate. And I don't know if I've ever had a Crackle bar in a full size, kind of like what you were mentioning there just yeah, a moment ago. it's kind of a Halloween treat. It's kind of a Halloween yeah. treat. I always see it in the miniature size. I never see, like, the full candy bar, sort of like you said with the, the Mr. Good bar there. Is there a real, like, I, large size Crackle? I, th- I think there is. I, th- I think it does exist. I don't think I've ever had it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I knew Mr. Good bar existed. But Crackle, I'm not entirely sure. I know ninety probably nine percent of the time I eat one, it's it's always the miniature one. Yeah, it's usually off of your desk because when, when I usually have <laughs> oh, one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. got some in the candy dish. Yeah, at work. You, you did have some in the candy. Yeah, dish it's not one. there anymore. <laughs> uh, one interesting fact: the Crackle Bar is the favorite candy bar of Hall of Fame basketball coach Bobby Knight. No doubt. Is he, it really? He eats Crackle Bars all the time. Yeah. Oh man, on the on the court, usually in the middle of probably. I'd say <laughs> if it's Bobby Knight, probably just whenever he wanted to. Whenever he, the, yeah. the feeling strikes. That's right. Yeah. And, and Crackle Bar is is real similar to Nestle Crunch, which we'll talk yeah, that's, about that's a little bit later. Yeah, that's what put me in mind of. Yeah. yeah uh, I actually prefer uh, Crackle uh, over oh, really? Nestle Crunch. Yep. Do you say it has rice in it? Yeah, like, like a crispy rice type thing. Yeah. Okay. It's almost, it's really, really close to Nestle Crunch Bar. Very cool. Number 17, call it. The Whatchamacallit was first introduced in 1978 by the Hershey Company. Uh, Advertising for the candy bar peaked around the 1980s, and Hershey hasn't really given it a whole lot of advertising since then. But it's one I've seen on the shelf. You don't see it in a lot of commercials. Have you ever had a Whatchamacallit bar? Oh, Shannon. Shannon, (laughs) Shannon, Shannon. I'm going to... That's one of the hills I will die on is for a Whatchamacallit bar. Really? Oh, my top three. You just like it that much? Easy. Love it. Top three? I I eat a Whatchamacallit call it bar probably once a week what's in it like unicorn dust or something <laughs> I, I don't know it's it's a combination of like chocolate it's a little bit of, it's 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 just a little bit of chocolate it's just very kind of lightly coated a little bit of caramel uh, a lot of like crispy it's almost like a uh, like a cracker or like a like a crackle bar but it's a lot more of that crispy rice and it's a little bit less chocolate with a little bit of, of caramel in it. Okay. But it's just so, there's just something about a Whatchamacallit bar. And I, I, it comes in at number 17, I think you said. Yeah. Vastly underrated. Is it, is it underrated? Oh, Lord, yeah. Un, totally underrated, yeah. Now, in, in 2009, Hershey introduced uh, something very similar to the Whatchamacallit. Have you heard of the thingamajig candy bar? I have not. <laughs> it's it's very similar, uh, 
but I, I think it had a little bit different packaging, you know, like how Almond Joy and Mounds are fairly similar. Right, too. yeah. So, yeah, they, they've had that around for a while as well. I don't think I've ever seen a thing of Majig. I don't think I have either. No. Uh, kind of makes me wonder what other mystery candy what? bar, uh, Who's He What's It? or <laughs> Who's He What's It? <laughs> I love watching McCollops, though. When, it, when I saw the rankings and it came in at 17, I cried a little. Did you really? Yeah, just a little bit. All right. I'll, I'll have one of those if you have a zero bar. Okay. This is All over. Right, deal. Number 16, 100 Grand. 100 Grand first appeared in 1964 and was produced by the Ferrara Candy Company, which later partnered with Nestle. It sounds good. You know, it has chocolate, it has caramel, it has crispy rice, but there's something there's something about it that just seems really thick to me. And I don't know if have you ever had a, a, a 100 Grand bar? I have. It's got a real crunchy texture to it, but, but also like when you bite into it, it's one of those that sort of the caramel or whatever it is sort of Kind of stretchy. Away stretchy. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Uh, I think probably 16 is probably a, a, an accurate rating for it. I, uh, I'm not in love with it, but but they're okay. Yeah. Any idea about the name 100 Grand? Just originally, just yeah. Originally, I think it was called maybe something different. Like maybe a, I think it was a $100,000 bar or something oh, really? like that. Yeah. But they later, later just changed it to 100 Grand. Okay. Number 15, Mounds. So Mounds was first introduced in 1920, and that means the bar is officially 100 years old. So it's it's been it's around for one. a little while. Yeah, its original slogan was indescribably delicious. Yeah, uh, it was created when Mounds ran a contest to come up with the best two words to sell candy, and that was the winner. Indescribably delicious. There you so, go. Go figure. Leon Weiss uh, was the person who won the contest with the words indescribably delicious, and he won a grand total of ten dollars back in the day. Wow. When this came around. Yeah. So the slogan is still printed on the wrapper today. It's still used in advertising. And of course, as we mentioned, the Mounds is the sister product to Almond Joy. Right. The Mounds has the red wrapper. The Almond Joy has the blue wrapper. And they have that famous slogan. And tell me if you've heard this. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almond Joy's got yeah. nuts. Mounds, Mounds don't. Mounds don't. Oh, yeah. I remember as a kid thinking, because when I would go into a store, I, you know, I would think, like, which one of these do I want? And I would try to replay that. that the, jingle, the jingle in my head. See, I've never wondered that. I I cannot stand either one of those. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't like either one of them either. But now my, my oldest daughter, Kennedy, she likes them. No, really? She likes them both. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really like either one of them at all. It, every time I see those two on the shelf, they're always placed next to things that actually look like like they would taste good, right? right. And, and I don't know what it is, but the the it's it's something to do with the the advertising on the package. I know there's like coconut or, or something yeah. inside. See, of I don't them. like coconut. Yeah, I don't either. And it just shows like this white shell that's cracked open, and I don't know. There's just not enough chocolate on no. the the outside to kind of. It just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. sound appealing, and it doesn't look appealing, and yeah. I, and that's because it's not appealing. <laughs> Unless you're my unless you're my daughter, she lo- yeah. she loves them, but you know, no, I don't like them. When I was a kid, for some reason, maybe this is why uh, I used to look at those packages and somehow associate that with like medicine. <laughs> like that's how <laughs> that's how much I really just did not want to pick up an almond joy and take a big that's bite right. out of it. <laughs> you you need you need four grams of that's almond right. joy. <laughs> just give me a zero bar. <laughs> much more cool the yeah. zero bar. Number fourteen, Nestle Crunch. 
Nestle Crunch hit the market in 1928, and this product of the Nestle company features chocolate and crispy rice. And like we had mentioned earlier, it's very similar to Hershey's Crackle Bar. Uh, personally, I do prefer the Crackle Bar. Nestle Crunch, pretty much everybody's had one of these. Yeah. It's a pretty cool wrapper. You have the blue and the red and the white. It kind of looks like All-American. Uh, it's a little bit thin for me. It just seems it like is. it's just a thin you candy bite into bar. It and there's, there's nothing else. Like it's, it's just like you bit yeah. into a piece of cracker and that's, that's it. it. And that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very thin candy bar. It's not bad. 14 is probably about right. Uh, but it's not, not one of my favorites, but it's okay. It's, it's sort of like 100 grand. So back in the 90s, Jason, Nestle Crunch used to print pictures on their candy bar you know like i remember one vividly of like Shaq. do you remember this i do i had basketball players and and basketballs and you know they would just do all these sports promotions little imprint type things yeah Yeah. and it it was right there in the chocolate and for a long time even though i didn't care a whole lot for the nestle crunch bar itself i would buy it just because you could get those bars and like you said because they were so thin you could kind of chew around (laughs) the picture (laughs) i would do this (laughs) i just remember sitting in the back seat of my mom's car she would go Go into, you know, like you said, like a Dollar General or something. She'd come out with some stuff and there'd be a Nestle Crunch Bar and she'd hand it back. And I'd just pop into it and I'd see what I had, you know, and it'd be some (laughs) baseball player, basketball player. And I'd just kind of start chiseling it out. And and at the end, I mean, you ended up with this chocolate carving of whomever, you know. And, of course, you know what comes after that. (laughs) You frame it, right? You frame it and keep it forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've bitten the head off of Michael Jordan more times than I can count. That's awesome. <laughs> Chocolate Michael Jordan. I had totally forgot about those, but, yeah. that, but that is right. I remember doing that. Yeah. That's pretty Kind of cool. like, you know, just looking at those and kind of eating <laughs> everything except that image. That's right. Saving yeah. that for life. Oh, and yeah. I have no idea why. I mean, it's, it's something, to, something do. to do. Yeah. yeah. Number 13, Baby Ruth. So, Baby Ruth was invented in 1921 by the Ferrera Candy Company. Although the name of the candy bar sounds like the famous baseball player, Babe Ruth, the company claims that the bar was named after the daughter of President Grover Cleveland, whose name was Ruth Cleveland. Not exactly named after Babe Ruth, although some people actually debate that. There was uh, some rumors going around around the time that the company didn't want to pay royalties to Babe Ruth and Babe Ruth's family. So they said, oh, this uh, candy bar called Baby Ruth is obviously not named after <laughs> Babe Ruth. The, the Babe Ruth. The, <laughs> the, the biggest sports star of, of the day. Right. Right? Yeah, it, it's named after the daughter of a president. Of course it is, right? And her, her name is, what was her name? Oh, it was Ruth, <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> now, here's something cool about Baby Ruth. To promote the candy bar in 1923, and I, I wish they would do this today. This sounds awesome. Uh, the company commissioned a plane and dropped thousands of baby Ruth bars, each with its own parachute, over the city of Pittsburgh in 1923. Doesn't that sound delicious? Wow. Sign me up for that. Yeah, man. Why is that not happening here? Little baby Ruth parachute. With the parachute. <laughs> it just comes out of comes out of the heaven. Yeah. Wow. And, and they'd have to use the parachute, right? Otherwise, I mean, that thing's going to thump you on the head and just <laughs> knock you out. <laughs> You look in the obituary, you know, what what happened to them? Uh, baby Ruth to the head. Right. <laughs> what would you think about this, though, if you just looked up and you saw all these? Because from afar, you have no idea what this is. It's a plane dropping little miniature <laughs> whatevers. And uh, all of a sudden, you just see these little baby Ruth candy bars descending from the sky, parachutes open, landing in your front yard. I mean, do you rush out and assume this is friendly eating and, you know, all is well? Or for some reason, I think that would scare me worse than like seeing like Godzilla coming down the road. 
row. Yeah. I don't know why. I just look up and here just comes these floating candy bars. Yeah. That sounds like a war strategy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat these. Nothing wrong with these. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. They're named after a baseball player. I mean, no, they're not. <laughs> Princess daughter. <laughs> right. Number 12, Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue came out in 1936. It's produced by the Hershey Company and has a little different texture with uh, crunchy peanut butter covered in textured chocolate. Oh. It's very similar to Butterfingers, uh, but I actually like Fifth Avenue better, although both sort of equally get stuck in your teeth. Yeah. I mean, it's a commitment. If you if you eat a Butterfinger or a Fifth Avenue you bar. You have to own it a little bit. Yeah. You're going to be working with that for a few minutes <laughs> after it's over. Uh, but I like Fifth Avenue bars. They have a little bit of a different taste. They're extremely crunchy. It was named after uh, Fifth Avenue in, in New York, and it's been around for a while, 1936. So I'm a pretty big Fifth Avenue uh, guy, but it, it does surprise me that it got all the way to number 12. That kind of shocked me a little bit. Yeah. I, I like it, too, especially as an alternative to Butterfinger. Somehow it's, it feels a little bit smaller. Smaller, you know that I think it is. About, I think it physically is. Yeah, where it's like getting bar. stuck in your teeth and yeah. everything. I don't know. I, I think Butterfinger might be a little bit worse, just because it's where it is so much bigger There's as far as the it. commitment you yeah. have to have into it. Yeah. Number eleven, Butterfinger. So Butterfinger was invented in 1923 by the Curtis Candy Company, and they owned it from 1923 to 1964. And the thing about Butterfinger is it's traded hands several times. Hmm. Now, several of these candy bars have, but this one I think is traded hands a little bit more than some of the others. So the Curtis Candy Company produced Butterfinger from 1923 to 1964. And then from 1964 to 1981, it was produced by Standard Brands Incorporated. 1981 to 85, Nabisco had Butterfinger. Hmm. 85 to 88, RJR Nabisco. 1988 to 1990, Kohlberg, Kravis, Roberts, and Company. 1990. That was my favorite time period. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's when I uh, really liked a Butterfinger. Uh, but 1990 to 2018, so just as of a couple of years ago, it was owned by Nestle. And 2018 to present, back to the Ferrara Candy Company. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why all the flip-flopping so much. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, it, this is one that's just kind of been kicked around. A little bit. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Uh, with sales in 2010 of $598 million, Butterfinger became increasingly popular and was ranked as the 11th most popular candy bar sold in, U- in the U.S. between 2007 and 2010. So that's kind of neat because it's number 11 on our list. It was also number 11 nationally on this poll. So wow. What are the odds? That is a valid, reliable survey that we just conducted. <laughs> that's right. right? Yeah. So, so do you think the Slapdash listeners are representative of the whole... Population? I think we can confidently say they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The thing I remember most about Butterfinger is it was endorsed by The Simpsons. And how could you not love The Simpsons? Because don't they kind of look like the Uh, uh, the, the rapper of Butterfinger? (laughs) (laughs) And the slogan, nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that, That stands out. Number 10, Payday. Payday came out in 1932, again owned by Hershey's, and it is the only candy bar in the top 20 list that doesn't have chocolate. That's right. The only candy bar with no chocolate in this top 20 list. It does have salted caramel and salted peanuts. So really, really good stuff. And it comes in at number 10, does crack the top 10. And I I think that's pretty telling because, again, it doesn't have the chocolate, so it's probably not going to be like way, way up the list. But it's just different enough that... 
people will routinely go back to that yeah. just for a little bit of a change of pace. So sort of finishing in the middle of the pack doesn't really shock me. It would be in my top five. I really like paydays. I do too. Yeah. And you know what's even better than payday? Because I know they have to make it. Chocolate payday. Chocolate right? payday. <laughs> that could be the next it's got to be out there, right? right? Yeah. Number nine, Almond Joy. So Almond Joy was introduced in 1944, 24 years after its sister candy bar, The Mounds. And this is another one that was kind of kicked around for a little while before it officially became part of the company that it is today. But again, as far as the Almond Joy goes and The Mounds, I'm just not really a big fan. I am surprised that it's so high up in this list that it's within the top 10. I'm surprised it's in the top 50. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I find it hard to even separate Almond Joy and Mounds. Like, it just seems like one big chocolate disaster to <laughs> me. Right. So, I don't know. There's not much more to say about it. But, uh, you know, I, I hate to do it a disservice. It is in the top 10. So, so uh, it, I like the color blue. It's in a blue wrapper. <laughs> That's it. Congratulations, Almond Joy. I'm going to call outlier there. <laughs> there you go. Number eight, Twix. Twix is a product of the Mars Company and first hit the market in 1967. And actually, it came out in England in that year, but didn't reach the U.S. until 1979. So it's a relatively new candy bar uh, you know, compared to the other candy bars that we've talked about. Twix was originally called Raiders. Like Raiders. R-A-I-D-E-R-S. Yes, Raiders. Really? Yep. It features two twin biscuits. Covered in caramel and <laughs> chocolate. So when we think of biscuits, you know, obviously we think of like, like biscuits, biscuits and gravy, gravy right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's biscuits in the cookie sense because it come from Europe. Oh, because gotcha. uh, I have cookie uh, biscuit, cookie biscuit. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> talking to one of the exchange students that we had. She was from Austria, and so we drove by McDonald's and it said biscuits and gravy, and she, she got thought. like physically ill. Ugh. She said cook like cookies and gravy, and I was like, what? She said biscuits, and so we had this long conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, biscuits. Oh man. Yeah, apparently in Europe it's more of like a uh, tree type thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, but Twix uh, does have a little different texture. You know, it does have that really crispy type of biscuit type thing. Whatever's going on there, it's kind of a cool name. Ends with an X. There's two of them. I was gonna say the two of them. There's just a lot of stuff going on that's different with Twix. Yeah. So coming in at number eight, I think that's about right. I think I it think would be in my top right. ten. Yeah. Now when you get the king size, it comes with four. Have, yeah. you, have you ever gotten the king size? Maybe once, and I was also by myself. <laughs> It was a long drive. Yeah. There were no witnesses. <laughs> Number seven, M&M's. M&M's was introduced in 1941 by the Mars Company. And Jason, M&M's were almost made famous in Steven Spielberg's extraterrestrial movie. Have you ever seen that one? E.T.? Oh, cried like a baby. Yeah, I've seen that. I've, I've watched awful, that probably like a thousand times. You just tear your heart out. Yeah, I wanted to like physically fight all the scientists. Yeah, you know that were trying to those mean study old him. And, oh yeah, what, I thought you just you know, let me get a hold of you. <laughs> right. But uh, the Mars Company actually declined Steven Spielberg's offer. He reached out to him and said, you know, I, I want to use M and M's in the movie, but they they turned him down. Hershey stepped in and allowed Spielberg to use Reese's Pieces instead, and the rest is history. I have to say. Probably a missed opportunity there from oh, the Mars abs- brand. Absolutely, I, I, I'm sure hindsight's 2020 on that one. They probably would have had rather had made that deal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So the slogan for M and M's is the candy that melts in your mouth, not in your hand. 
I didn't think much about that as a kid. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I get. I guess it melts in your mouth. Were there a lot of candy bars that were melting in your hand at the time? <laughs> I don't know, but M and M's will melt in your hand. Yeah, well, because <laughs> I fair I, point. I tested it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. If you just grip them hard enough, oh yeah, they'll they'll pretty much just, just gotta, yeah kind of turn to liquid pretty much. <laughs> Now, here, here's a cool statistical fact for you. Over 400 million M&Ms are produced each day. Gosh, 400 million yeah, each I, day. I can just see a conveyor belt just raining M&Ms, just like Cumberland Falls, man. Just, just, just all like day a waterfall. Just, it, it's something like in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. I just <laughs> imagine this waterfall of M&Ms turning out 400 million M&Ms a day. Golly. That, you know that's going in somebody's belly, man. I would, somebody's I, eating that. I would love to see how that actually looks like. I mean, what that looks like in terms of like from a manufacturing standpoint. Just from the production. Just, I just want to see it. I want to yeah. watch that happen. Yeah. I, I want to see it get on the conveyor belt and they like yep. pour stuff into containers and something, all, you know, room. Something how do kind they of, stamp uh, each one of them? I don't know. I mean, think about because that. Because it's tiny, right? It's very tiny. Yeah. I mean, how do they stamp? And they all have a, a lowercase YM. Yeah. Right on the front. Crazy. Or, or, or the back. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Oh, Lord, you just blew my mind. I'm going to be up all night tonight. Oh, man. A- asking all the best questions That's here right. on Slapdash. Number six, Milky Way. The Milky Way bar is another Mars product which hit the market in 1924. Like other candy bars, it has chocolate and caramel, but it also has nougat. And I'm not sure what nougat is, <laughs> Shannon, but people, I love it. <laughs> they love nougat. Jason, I know what nougat is, uh, only what? because this was on well, one of the, the candy bars I looked up. Uh, so nougat is made by whipping egg whites and adding sugar, in case you needed to know. That's what nougat is. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow. So that fluffy stuff inside your favorite candy bars, oh, that's just a little bit of uh, whipped up egg whites and sugar. So that seems like a little, so maybe a little bit healthier, you know, almost like breakfast in a way, if you think about it just right. Right. I, I think it could be. Yeah, McDonald's <laughs> should start serving straight up nougat. Nougat and gravy. <laughs> oh, gosh. So do, do you like Milky Way bars? I love them. Yeah. N- no surprise at all that they're coming in so high on the list. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming at number six, that's probably about right. They would definitely be in my top ten. So yeah. everybody loves Milky Way. They're good. Number five, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeer was introduced in 1932 by the Mars Company, and as we said, the feeling of the Three Musketeer is nougat, and again, made up of whipping egg whites and adding sugar. I mean, I don't know. In, in a way, that sounds nasty <laughs> to me, but it's not. I mean, oh, it's not. No, it, however that works, it, it's a magical process. I, I really, honestly, I had no idea that that's what that was made of yeah. in, until you've told me, so I've, right. you have forever enlightened me. Yes. <laughs> So the candy bar is called the Three Musketeer because from 1932 to 1945, each package contained three different flavored pieces. One chocolate, one strawberry, and one vanilla. I did not know that. I didn't either. So it wasn't always just a one chocolate no. piece. Huh? For a while, it was the Three Musketeers. You had the, the three different flavors, like a Neapolitan ice yeah, cream, okay. sort of. And uh, the reason that it went to chocolate is because there was rationing during World War II. And the other two flavors were discontinued, thus Chocolate was the only flavor they had access to. So, kind of cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Number four, Reese's. Shannon, if there was a Mount Rushmore of candy bars, Reese's 
would be on my top of it. Uh, interesting story behind Reese Cups. Reese's is owned by the Reese's Company, which was founded by H.B. Reese. H.B. Reese was a foreman and worked uh, in shipping for Milton Hershey. Oh. So he actually worked at the, the Hershey plant. right? Yeah. <laughs> so he had this idea for a unique candy bar, and he broke away to go out on his own. So Reese's debuted in 1928 and is the perfect blend of chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, I actually thought Reese's had a chance to be number one. And let's just not forget what you'd mentioned there with Reese's Pieces being yeah, an E.T. Yeah. We had the Reese's eggs every year oh, for Easter. You have the Reese's pumpkins, you know, around Halloween. There's no wrong way to make a Reese's. No, you had the little bitty miniature Reese cups that, that's in the golden you know, package. Oh, yes. You can pretty much get any kind of ice cream or milkshake Reese's flavor. And keep talking. This Re- is <laughs> Reese's is almost transcended candy barism, if that is, a, if that's a word or a thing. So Reese's Cups coming in at number four shocks me a little bit. It's not higher. It would probably be my number one. I would think so. Yeah. Do you remember the slogan, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's? Oh, yeah. You remember that yeah. in the commercials? Yeah. I, there, there is a wrong way. I, I, in those commercials, they would always have, you know, people like starting from the center and they'd like poke their tongue through or yeah, something. Like, or, why would you do that? Yeah. Or they, they'd like peel off the chocolate and eat the... I think all those ways are wrong. I mean, not not just from a technical level, but philosophically. <laughs> Why don't you just like, take what a bite doing? of it? Yeah. Yeah, just, just eat the Reese. It's good. It's tasty. Yeah, it's, you don't have to get like, creative on it. Just, just <laughs> take a bite. Just get old-fashioned Reese eating. That's what we that's, do. That's right. <laughs> I need a t-shirt that says that. Good old-fashioned Reese eating. Here's a side point. Yeah. <laughs> Side point for you. So you you mentioned the inventor was uh, was it H B Reese? Yes, something like that. I just imagine all of these candy bars having someone with a name like H B Reese. You know, you had who who was the Hershey? Did uh, Mil- Milton Hershey. Milton Hershey. You yeah. know, I'm th- imagining like a, a Josh Whatchamacallit, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. a, a Trevor Three Musketeer. <laughs> Car- Carlton Twix. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about history, man. Yeah. Long live Reese's. That's right. Number three, Snickers. So Snickers was introduced in 1930 by the Mars Company. Candy Bar was named after the favorite horse of the Mars family. So I always, I did, I have to say, really? I did wonder. I thought, you know, where, where does this come from? Snickers? What, yeah. what in the world's that? Well, it's a horse. Wow. So now, Jason, while you're enjoying your Snickers in the future, you can just imagine that it was named after the favorite I'd, horse. Not the least favorite, though. It was the one they liked. <laughs> I did not know that. But Jason Snickers also has a bit of a dark history. <laughs> a dark history. It gets a little bit dark here. <laughs> Let's hear it. It sure does. You've got a smile on your face. I I know I shouldn't be. It's it's Go terrible. Right ahead. I'm, I'm still thinking about the horse, <laughs> the Snickers yeah. horse. So, in December 2000, an Australian man sent a letter to the Mars Company indicating that he had poisoned seven Snickers and Mars bars in the South Wales area. Oh Lord! Just seven. It's not like hundreds, thousands. It was like he just chose seven. Just and seven. I, that's I think that horrible. makes it crazier than if he's just you know in the actual factory just pouring chemicals into the chocolate mix. It's just like he went into a convenience store somewhere and, according to him, poisoned seven bars. <laughs> what do you do with that? I mean, how do you, how are you supposed to recover from that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. So a recall was in order. I imagine so. And, and, and get this: tens of thousands of products were recalled 
And it's unknown to this day whether or not the letter was a hoax. No one actually ever got sick or hurt or died, etc. Nobody even so much as has got a sugar rush, apparently, from, from oh my any gosh. of this. So uh, could have been a complete hoax, but the you know the Mars company played it safe, and they recalled tens of thousands oh, you have to. of candy yeah. bars. You just have to wow. do it. Yeah. So Snickers has enjoyed a lot of different advertising over the years. And tell me if you've heard of these. In 1980, their slogan was, It's so satisfying. You ever heard that one? Yeah, actually I have. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that that's one I I don't know if I remembered so much, but maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's some that I know a little bit I, I think I do. I, I can remember that. I'm pretty sure. In 1995, the famous slogan, the one I do remember, not going anywhere for a while. Oh, yeah. This one, no, grab yeah. a Snickers. Right. And there, there were these variety of ads that would play <laughs> of people who were obviously were not going anywhere for right. a while. Here's one of my favorites. One ad featured a baseball player for a fictional team, completely made up, who just had the team's logo tattooed on his back. Okay. Okay. He, he walks up to the coach and the coach says, oh, that's a fantastic tattoo. And then he tells the player he's been traded to a different team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the player just kind of looks at him and then he just turns around, does a 180, walks back out of the office, walks back into the tattoo parlor. And he tells them to, uh, you know, put the new team <laughs> On his back, and then we just hear the slogan, not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Grab That's pretty good. Pretty cool. Uh, the other one uh, the other one that was uh, pretty prevalent was in 2010, uh, You're Not You When You're Hungry. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this one? Oh, yeah. And they would just have different celebrities doing whatever. Being like just upset or yeah. just sort of being fidgety and, Yeah. And then they would they would grab a Snickers and eat one. All of a sudden, they'd turn back into just a normal, regular right, old yeah. person. Right. Yeah. So, I, I like Snickers. I, I think that's it's definitely top three material. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Three. Yeah. That's one I would have guessed. Uh, big staple of Halloween. Oh, yeah. Lots of those little fun size yep. Snickers. Uh, yeah. it's. I would say it's probably everyone's top, probably everyone's top 10 and probably most folks' top five. Got to be. Yeah. Number two, Hershey Bar. The Hershey bar is the flagship candy bar for the Hershey company. And when you mention candy bars, you might think of a lot of other different types, you know, types of candy bars. But when you say chocolate bar, the first thing you think of is the Hershey bar. Uh, the Hershey bar first came out, Shannon, in 1900. The oldest candy bar on the Not, list so 1900. far. 1900. The first candy bar uh, apparently worldwide is given credit in England in 1847. Oh, but wow. the but the first the first chocolate candy bar in America, nineteen hundred, made by the Hershey Company, and some interesting facts about uh, Milton Hershey. You know, I mentioned him a little bit earlier. He achieved. An education at the fourth grade level. So he oh. graduated. He did not attend school for longer than the fourth grade. Uh, when he had passed away, he had $10 billion net worth. Good night. Uh, he had no children. The Hershey Company was first called the Lancaster Carmel Company in the 1880s. But the Hershey Company was actually formed in 1894. And today, the uh, Hershey Company, that they actually net about $783 million a year. And then this this blew me away even more than the money. They have f- over 15,000 full-time employees. Wow. Over 15,000. Just like under one complex full- around the world? They have or? several. Yeah, they, okay. No, that's, that's several. Obviously, they, I think they have two in, in Pennsylvania, yeah. maybe th- two or three. But they also have some in, in other places, even in other countries. That's a lot so, of people, fi- man. 15,000. Yeah. Thousand people, uh, actually wow. over. I think it's closer to sixteen thousand that the Hershey Company uh, employs. And of course, the Hershey Bar. That's one that I mean, it finishing number two doesn't surprise me. It's one that is like so obvious it might get overlooked. Yeah. I mean, 
it's like that is what candy bars are. Yeah. It is a chocolate candy bar. It's no frills. Like nope. nougat, forget about it. Nope. Almonds, nope. forget about no it. No peanuts. There's not two. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's a Hershey candy bar. It's just chocolate bar, man. Yep, that's all it is. Uh, Hershey also made a, a particular kind of candy that uh, would not melt. I'm not sure how they how they did this, but it would not melt and they would give that and they gave that to uh, soldiers during World War One and some even during World War Two. Really? And one of those candies, and I'm not sure if even Hershey owns this, but I did read somewhere that Tootsie Rolls basically can withstand any kind of temperatures and huh. that Tootsie Rolls were included like in the MREs. Uh, but but during World War One, uh, the Hershey Company supplied some treats to the to the soldiers during that four year period from nineteen fourteen. That's a really cool fact. Nineteen eighteen. I hadn't thought about Tootsie Rolls in that way, but that's a good point. Yeah. I, you know, every other chocolate basically melts, right? Well, apparently not M and M's, right? So, <laughs> so, so they so, say. So they say. <laughs> but yeah, the Tootsie Roll. I I don't think I've ever seen a melted Tootsie Roll. Have you Have you ever tried the grip test on a Tootsie Roll? Does it melt? Yeah, it's it's real waxy. It, it is. It has a little different feel to it. So when I read that, I thought. Well, that may actually be true. I've never really seen a melted Tootsie Roll before. No, that's pretty yeah. cool. Number one, Kit Kat. Kit Kat was introduced in 1935 by the Round Tree Company. Jason, when we made this list, did you have any idea that Kit Kat would come in at number one? No, not at all. I couldn't uh, guess that. It would have been in my top top five, but I had no idea it would be number one. No, no. So the famous slogan is, give me a break, give me a break. Break me <laughs> off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. And there was some research done around this. And did you know this is one of the catchiest jingles in the history of jingles? Really? Yeah, apparently somebody studies this. <laughs> what a fascinating occupation. <laughs> They're bored. Yeah, but it's one that gets stuck in your head, and I apologize even now to all of our <laughs> listeners because this this is going to follow you around for a while. Back in the day when this was invented, some of the uh, assembly workers and especially some of the people who worked at the Roundtree Company said, you know what, I wish there was a candy bar that I could throw in my lunch pail and bring it in to, to eat. So this is where the idea of the Kit Kat first started getting mulled around a little bit because famously it's uh, one that you can break into different pieces and you can share with a friend. Although I, I've not done that as much as the commercial would lead you to believe. Like I thought I'd you know be packing a Kit Kat like down Main Street, and and I just see people across the hey. sidewalk kind of give me a break, <laughs> give me a break. You know, that's rarely if ever happened. Has that ever happened to you? No, I don't think I've ever actually. Uh, seems like maybe, maybe I had one friend one time try to like tear a piece off, just reach over. I just said no. And- <laughs> Maybe we should be those guys. Maybe this could be a thing, you know, just you have to sort of like bob your head, though, as you're going, yeah. you know, as you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so during World War Two, there was actually a shortage of milk, chocolate and other things. You know, we, we talked about the rationing of the three musketeers, how it used to be three different flavors and then went down to the one. <laughs> and during World War Two, this affected the Kit Kat, just like every other chocolate candy bar it forced Roundtree to switch from milk chocolate to dark chocolate and I don't know if I can imagine like a dark chocolate Kit Kat bar <clears throat> I don't think it would be as good I don't think so the candy bar was wrapped in blue packaging and it had a disclaimer on it it said because no milk this was printed right on the, the label because no milk can be obtained for chocolate manufacture the chocolate crisp you knew in peacetime can no longer be made Kit Kat is the nearest possible product at the present time 
It said that on the It, it said on right the on the front. Yeah, it said, it said the chocolate crisp you knew in peacetime can no longer be made. <laughs> what is it about that word, like peacetime? I don't know, but I want another. It's like a hyphenated. Like, I want another shirt that says that on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this was the uh, the wartime candy wow, bar. Wow, that's, in, that's the interesting. Version. Dark chocolate. Yeah, you know? maybe, I did not know maybe that. To a, maybe it was reflecting the mood of the country a little bit, you know, with the, the dark chocolate. Just <laughs> yeah, a, maybe so. So the size and number of Kit Kat fingers, as they're called, vary throughout the world they're called fingers they are called fingers yeah they sure are wow yeah that makes me want to eat fewer yeah cats. <laughs> yeah i didn't know that so there's a three-fingered kit kat uh sold in the <laughs> middle east <laughs> <Three -fingered> kit -Kat. <laughs> oh man oh it, it gets better uh so the, the three-fingered kit kat sold in the middle east in japan there's an extra long stick Kit Kat, you know, it's just a, a long finger. Just a long finger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And there's also a petite half finger version. <laughs> Where's that at? Where's that sold? That's also in Japan. <laughs> they have to have it all, man. I guess. <laughs> all varieties. Now, here's my favorite. In Australia and New Zealand, there's a 12 finger version made for sharing explicitly. Wow. Yeah. So that'd be like a king size, king size Kit be Kat. Be like right? a king size, king size. And I, I'm going to be honest, for this episode, and probably even just because it was a, a Tuesday, <laughs> I bought a king-size Kit Kat, and it, it's 12. That, that's what it is. It's basically three Kit Kat bars layered side by side by oh, side. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and, and it comes out to be 12 total, and I'm ashamed to say how many chocolate fingers I <laughs> no, ate and, and did not share. <laughs> Although, to be fair, nobody asked for one, you know, so who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I would have shared if it were possible. That's wild. Yeah. And Shannon, we did have one honorable mention. All right. Can on, I, can I guess? List. Go ahead and guess. Is Skittles a candy bar? <laughs> Is Skittles a candy bar? You know, I don't know. It's sort of like the form of M&M's. I was going to say, if M&M's makes the list... Come yeah. on now. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you got to say, though, it should have been in there. If, if, yeah. if you include Skittles, you include nerds, oh, and then it just kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, yeah it kind of gets crazy. But the honorable mention, someone did mention Heath Bar. Yeah. Heath Bar is real okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Is, is it like toffee? Is, uh, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't really have those very, very often at all, no. but uh, but I have had a few, and they're, they're not They're bad. good as like add-ins to like milkshakes and stuff like that. Right. They're pretty good yeah. that way. Like yeah. as a standalone. Yeah, maybe but, not. But so Dairy much. Queen does a really good job using them. They do. They can put them <laughs> to use. But Shannon, we'd also like to uh, at this time go ahead and implement one of our little fun activities we have here on Slapdash, and that's called cold calls. Cold call, you say? Cold calls. That's right. So with cold calls, we just call up a friend. We sort of put them on the spot. We ask them a question, you know, related to the. Uh, the uh, podcast topic that we have for the day, and we just see what they have to say. Yeah. So, so who are we going to call first? I am going to call my friend Dennis. Hello. Hey, Dennis. Yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is uh, Jason. I'm sitting here with Shannon, and we are recording our podcast. And this week's episode was about the top twenty uh, great American candy bars. And so you know, we've went through sort of a rank order list, and we've had interesting factoids about candy bars. And so now we're wanting to know if you might help us out with a little uh, extra part of the episode we call cold calls, where we just call some of our friends and ask them a question. So are you willing to do that? Okay. All right. So here's your question. Who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of candy bars? Okay. Got to put somebody on the spot here. <laughs> cold calls. <laughs> 
but even if you had time to think about that, that's a hard list because depending on what kind of mood you're in, you might pick one or the other. Because, you know, sometimes a Snickers really hits the spot, but sometimes you really got to have that Butterfinger because <laughs> uh, that's what you're craving. But <clears throat> my, my all-time best go-to, and so the first one would come from my childhood. And I remember, I just remember us being able, like mom taking us into the grocery store for a treat, you know, once ever in a blue moon. I like where this is going. I like where your head's at. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we always get the zero, the old candy bar, the zero. And uh, that's just a nostalgic thing for me every once in a while. And it's hard to catch them in a store nowadays, but if you catch one, I I got to have one just for the nostalgic part of uh, remembering that little treat I had when I was a kid. All right. So so Zero Bar. So Zero Bar's got to be on there. Um, this next was a little odd, but a Heath Bar. I don't know why, but I've always been a big, huge fan of Heath Bars. Okay. Um, and then my last, uh, well, I, I guess my third one. So this was, this was a little bit weird. I love Reese Cups. But especially this time of year when the Easter eggs come out. And me and my wife had this conversation not too long ago. The eggs are better than just a regular Reese cup. Yeah, I don't know why, but they are. You're right. I don't. If you put it in a different shape, like Halloween when it's a pumpkin or a bat, <laughs> or Easter when it's a, when it's an egg, I don't know if the, it changes the, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio. He's on to something. Yeah, he's we, right. We actually talked about this. No, you you are totally right. So we have we have zero Heath bars, Reese cups in different shapes, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> g- we'll we'll give you one more. Do you have one more? One more. Huh. So I'm trying. I'm trying to stick away from you know everybody enjoys Snickers. Everybody you know the big the the, the big name brand. Uh, I guess another like. Uh, one that I enjoy that I not not everybody does enjoy is the almond mount. Oh, it's, it makes it good too, but I, I I like the texture of having the all, almond next. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's an eclectic palette you have right there of all <laughs> of all that. Well, that that's that's what we're after right there. All right, man. Well, so we have zero Heath Reese's in different shapes and almond joy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not counting out the the, the, the Reese's. I mean, if it's it's the why, uh, make an American flag Reese. You, you gotta have you gotta have the Reese's. And you're, if you don't keep your Reese's in the refrigerator, you don't call it your psychopath. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes, right. We all agree. <laughs> but I'm not counting out Reese's in general. But if you add a shape to said Reese's, it, it tastes especially better. I like your idea of American flag on Fourth of July, Reese. I like that. God, God bless America. Boxing Day, they can come in the shape of a box. I mean, we need to give that to the Reese's people. There's, there's, there's a countless number of shapes. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, thanks for talking with us, and you have a good one, man. Right, thank you. See you. <laughs> See ya. He he loves a zero bar, Jason. <laughs> It was a zero. That, that was bar. his first one, right out of the gate. Yeah, that's and, right. That was number nineteen on the list. Man knows what he wants. He, he loved a Heath bar, which was an honorable, honorable mention. mention. He loved the Reese egg. No surprise. Oh yeah, doesn't matter. Can't what go wrong shape, on those. Whatever. Right. Almond Joy and Mounds. Yeah, we'll, it was on his list. We'll, we'll we'll pass that one up. I think we've kind of thrown them under the bus a little oh, bit man. on this episode. But hey, it's each their own, man. The other ones, <laughs> other ones, I agree with him. With. Yeah, Reese in any shape is good stuff. That's right. So that's one cold call down. We we've got. 
got to make one more. Yeah, one down, one to go. Yep. So let's give our friend Becky a call and ask her the same question, see if she agrees, and we'll go from there. Sound good? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Hello. Hey, Becky. This is Shannon. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sitting here with Jason Creekmore. Do you, do you know Jason Creekmore? I know him quite well. <laughs> He's a man who loves his candy bars. I'm just going to tell you that. That's right. What's up, Becky? <laughs> <laughs> so we just have one question for you. Uh, we're podcasting on candy bars, as you know, and uh, we oh, just wanted right. to give you uh, just a, a random question and see what your thoughts are. Okay. 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 So, Becky, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of candy bars? Oh, gosh. Well, hmm. I do really love the Hershey's Cookie and Cream Bar. Oh, we've not talked about that Out of yet. nowhere. Yeah, that's, just out of nowhere. That's, that's my top. Um, probably after that would be Kit Kat and... Then probably Payday. Kit Kat and Payday. You know Kit Kat came in number one on our list here. Jason, where, oh, really? where was Payday at? Number 10. Number 10. Payday was, was Payday. 10. Yeah. Now, now, no mention of Hershey's Cookies and Cream yet, though. So, so what makes that one so special? I don't know. I just like, uh, I like white chocolate anyways, but just kind of that cookie flavor, but without really as much crunch and without the mess. So I really <laughs> like it. All right. One last question for you here. So we, we've been debating the best shape of a Reese cup. Okay. So we've talked about uh-huh. around Christmas time, they have the Christmas tree Reese's and here recently around Easter, they have the Easter egg Reese's and we're of the opinion that whenever you change that shape, some how you change the consistency of the chocolate and the peanut butter and for whatever reason according to you know what we've been talking about here the easter eggs are better than everything they're better than chocolate bats they're better than christmas trees but but what say you do you, do you agree with that or is there a best shape of a Reese cup i agree and i think my favorite is the egg as well because you get more um peanut butter and i feel like you get more uh, more of the Reese cup really because the standard Reese cups are really tiny now they and i just are. feel like the Reese egg is I don't know. I feel like I'm getting more out of it. Yeah, I think we're moving toward a time when like Reese cups are just going to barely fit in your hand. Like they just keep getting smaller, and I don't know what monsters are on the other side of these manufacturing companies. But man, Reese's should be should be super large. Would you agree with that? I think so. They're like almost. They're going to be the size of Hershey Kisses before too much longer. And I need it to be the size of my palm. So they need to be the size of a car wheel. Yeah, Jason thinks car wheel. You know, a tire. Something like that yes. would be a little bit more appropriate, you know? So. Agreed. <laughs> All right, Becky. Well, thank you so much for taking our call. We appreciate it. Not a problem. All right. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. So, Becky likes the Reese eggs. Everybody does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know of anyone that says, hey, here's a Reese's egg. Do you want this? They're not going to say, no, give me the regular kind. Yeah. Yeah. All the, the eggs, the pumpkins, the Christmas trees, they all taste better than the regular Reese's cups. Right. I don't I, know why. I would almost eat that, you know, sectioned off into chocolate fingers. Right. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> I mean, fingers. You know, that's that's one instance where chocolate fingers on a Reese's egg, that sounds all right. <laughs> I, I think I would take that. I think when I leave here today, I'm going to go stop at a convenience store. I'm just going to walk in and say, where are your chocolate fingers? Yeah. Oh, excuse me, sir. They're they're in the back <laughs> next to the zero bars. Right. Well, Jason, anything else to say about candy bars? We have talked a lot about chocolate, and I don't think there's probably any more we can discuss this day 
about candy bars. <laughs> we just have to eat some. <laughs> we, that, yeah. That's how to end that's the day. That's the only thing that's left. So, Jason, this was episode 30. How about that? I'm feeling pretty good about that. Number 30 coming up on, I think, 6,000 downloads. Yeah. Uh, you know, before you know it, we'll be uh, coming in on our one-year anniversary this, this coming September. That's so, right. Yep. And, and we've not missed a week in 30 weeks. What about that? How about 30 that? 30 weeks. That's, that's pretty consistent. That's pretty good. Yep. So thanks uh, to all of our listeners who are following the show each week. We appreciate that. You can catch us on social media. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will catch you in the very very next episode. Take care, everyone.